I'm locked. <laughs> I'm <laughs> locked. You ready? Yeah, man, let's do it. Hello, hello, boys and girls. This is Startup Hammy Downs, the podcast where young founders ask our burning questions to successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders and pass them down onto the next generation. So, 14 episodes in, uh, we've learned a hell of a lot, met uh, a hell of a lot of, of cool people, and managed to build something really, really cool. So, we think now's about the time that we begin to wrap up season one and prepare for a blockbuster season two, which is starting from next week. So, in today's episode, we thought it'd be really cool for all three of us, me, Phil, and Omar, to sit down and go through everything that's happened in season one, what are our favorite parts, and uh, what we learned from it. So, what we're going to talk about uh, in today's episode. So one, Phil has a really interesting dilemma. He's weighing up what should be the next move in his career, which he'd like your help on to make his decision. We're then going to talk about what we've learned um, collaboratively from running the podcast so far and what might be useful for someone else who might want to replicate what we've done. And then three, how Omar has managed to grow uh, our Instagram channel, which is now getting 100 new followers every day. So let's jump straight into the episode because uh, this one gets personal. So, um, we're going to start off actually eating the, the dessert first and talk about uh, <laughs> Phil's, um, Phil's big dilemma. So, after kind of Phil and, uh, and Omar uh, put their word in, let, let's get into that. So, guys, say hi. Hey guys. That's hey. Phil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I'm Phil. How's it going? And Omar, you've never heard Omar's voice before, but Omar handles uh, kind of the yeah. third leg. How are you doing guys? Start of hand-me-downs, he handles the all our marketing. Yep, indeed, that's it. I'm the one that's running the show. <laughs> Here he is. I'm, man joking, I'm joking, yeah. So yeah, um, I've been in charge of the marketing strategies for um, Startup Hand-Me-Downs. I'm the one that's trying to get us out there and whatnot. So yeah, if you've seen us on social media, if you've seen us anywhere on the web, um, probably due to some of the stuff that I'm doing, basically, if that's yeah. a good description. All of the yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. So. All right, Phil, so what is your big dilemma, dude? Fill us in. So, Give us the backstory. So, as you guys know, I am also a startup founder. Uh, I've got an app, nutritional app, Scambite. Check it out, download it, give me some feedback. Um, and I guess I started my journey last year and it's been, you know, up and down. You know, you know how the startup journey goes. Um, so I reached out to a few startups in New York and Silicon Valley just to go over and learn. I'm really just a network as well. Uh, so I spoke to a few people, a <laughs> right. uh, company in particular, they want me to come over to New York for a year. The, the startup itself just raised about uh, eight to 10 million pounds. Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting opportunity uh, and I've been advised to go. But I want to know what you guys think. You know, what, what does it mean for Scambite? No matter what, I'm, I'm a founder first. But let me switch around the question. So. Yeah, you know, you followed quite a general trend in an entrepreneur's journey, as in, so you had a job which you weren't in love with, no. and then you quit, run your own startup. If you could go, go back, uh, would you take the same career path? Go back, how far back can I go? I'm just really... just graduated from uni. If I knew what I knew now, uh -huh. back then, coming out of uni, I either would have started a startup at uni, uh -huh. or once I finished uni, either done what you done, going work for a reputable startup uh -huh. or go to New York. Like, I would have done that. Okay, so number one priority would be start start the startup at uni. Yeah, that's, okay. that's what I would And done. if you've missed the boat with that, then on graduation, fly off too. But what um, if someone already has kind of a, 
a semi-decent offer from like you know a middle middle management company and consultants. No way, no way, no. Way. There's no yeah. way I would have wasted time in like a corporate yeah. world again. Like it, was, it was dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mind numbing. But was it dead? Can you explain that? What happened? I realized that it was dead. <laughs> I realized that. So I could, so man, first person. So you went in. So to I got. Work. So I got the job. I was yeah. happy. I was earning more money than most people after uni, uh-huh. which was mm. cool. Mm. And then, um, you know, start off really energetic. Mm. And then, you know, as time goes on, you think, mm, this is getting better. But then you realize actually, no. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No. That's. A, yeah, I think no. that's a nice story for anyone in the same situation who is at uni or just about to graduate. Yeah, it was just really drilled down to me early on to get a job after uni. That was yeah. that's absolutely the wrong thing to yeah. do. Yeah, our parents only tell us that because I think, well, I speak for the three of us. Mm. Um, you know, uh, sorry, Omar, are your parents immigrants as well? He's Jamaican. You know, uh, I mean, uh, uh, are your parents direct immigrants? So first generation? Mm, Did my, they move Mum's from Scotland, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know what I mean. So this is part of the UK, so. All oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah. No, no, no. But your dad, your dad moved from Jamaica. Yeah. No, no, no. Born here. Okay. Okay. So your your parents. So on, I don't know. Your no, parents. No, on could have been. So your parents. It's hard to. Your dad might be a second generation. Yeah, maybe second generation. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But so so Phil, your your parents are first generation. First. Yeah. So my parents are first generation immigrants as well, and so you know the backgrounds we come from, uh, they're quite disadvantaged. And yeah. the only way out of the game is education. For them, having a nine to five as an accountant is a freaking dream, right? We'll definitely go back to the village and tell everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's 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 the the great American dream for them. So that's that's why they drilled it into us to try and get this to try, you know to try and get a safe job. But so are you coming on to yeah? What are, what are your parents like then when you oh, abandoned, abandoned? Yeah, good Shari question. Shari. Eh? Oh, we go, are we going there? You're Nigerian. Yeah, are, we, yes. are we going there? Oh man. <laughs> hey, hey, Philip, she what are you doing? She has not literally. She has no. She she's right now to this day. Yeah. She still doesn't get it. Oh, she doesn't get it. No. You just gotta go through the pain, man. Yeah. Parents will never get it. They don't. They never get it until they see the success. Yeah. So they mean well, but your parents aren't always right. Never. Right. That makes a good transition into the next uh, segment. So now we want to go into over the past few months. What have we learned from running the podcast? So I guess uh, Omar, take the lead. How? What did we learn first of all from the social media, and how did you grow it from zero to where we are now? Well, okay. So the two types of sort of content marketing we've done was through social media. We sort of focused on two platforms, which was Twitter and Instagram. The main idea was, if you guys who are listening, if you're aware of um, Founder Magazine, it's a really popular sort of channel on Instagram. It's got around 700,000 followers. We were sort of gonna replicate what they did. Mm. Um, so build up a huge following on Instagram, and then obviously drive traffic to the, to the website. Um, so we sort of, yeah, we decided to sort of try and replicate that. Obviously, we're two months in since we started now. We're at 4,000 followers. So we was driving traffic from Instagram. Um, um, and it's been really successful. We've had, obviously, we've been watching the traffic and we've grown the podcast quite a bit. We've got 3,000 followers on Twitter now. Mm. So it has been going really well. And it's only the beginning as well. You know, we're two months in um, from nothing. You know, start, yeah. starting something from nothing um, mm-hmm. and gaining, you know, so 7,000 followers um, actively following us now on social media. Uh, you know, in just two months or maybe just over. Um, so it's going really well. So it's been interesting. So that's what I've been in charge of. Um, what do you um, think has been converting better, Instagram or Twitter? It's hard to tell. They're both they're both good in their own right. I think they but I think Instagram pulls in a different audience than what Twitter does. Yeah. Mm. I think Twitter 
pulls in more the professional slash entrepreneur in between the ages of between 25 to 40 ish yeah from what I've been seeing from the followers mm-hmm. and Instagram is more younger mm. so you look at anyone from like 14 up to about 24 ish mm. that's the sort of demographic we're getting on Instagram so it's quite an interesting sort of mix but yeah definitely Twitter, Twitter is definitely an older demographic Instagram is definitely younger yeah and yeah. we learned some interesting uh, stats when mm. we were uh, tracking our click-throughs um, mm. with Billy right so yeah. our kind of our first reaction was um, you know doing it the first time that the click-through seems really small we were I think we were getting 0.5% click-through rates right at the beginning uh, yeah uh, right at the beginning mm. um, and that seems small but when I kind of researched this and looked into it mm. other guys on general were getting 0.1% yeah. uh, conversion from from Instagram to, to the to their links mm. so okay. it turns out we were actually doing a really good job you know getting four times more than, than most of the people so mm what it shows is kind of the engagement you get on Twitter and Instagram is going to be small you know whatever you do it's going to be relatively small well when you're yeah when you're starting from nothing yeah no one knows you know who the hell you are yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> you have to you know build in an audience it takes time it's not something that people are just going to see you and be like whoa yeah. who are these yeah, guys yeah, do you know what I mean yeah. yeah you have to sort of build the audience provide good content yeah um, and then hopefully over time once people have got used to you and they've seen you providing good content sometimes that's what it takes for people to click through yeah, yeah. it's not going to be instantaneous you know what I mean? yeah. so what would be your top three tips Omar uh, specific tips on Instagram um, on Instagram I would say when you're gonna build an audience I mean if you've got no audience from the start and you're just starting out so no one actually knows who you are I would suggest you identify your audience find out where they are on Instagram create really good content that's gonna to appeal to them and yeah yeah, I would say most of all, you know, when you're building something from zero, you have to put in work. Um, that's what I think, anyway. You know, and it's a, it's, you know, it's a day in, day out, in, engaging with your timeline, liking people's photos, uploading high quality content, um, and yeah, you really just have to put in the work on the platform. Really, it's not something that just happens mm. um, unless you're a celebrity or, you know, that's what it takes. Really, you just got to put in work. Mm-hmm. I also kind of one of one of the my favorite things you did was to start following uh, not only following but posting about some of our kind of similar pages and uh, trying to get their audience uh, to notice what we're doing as well. Mm. So can you talk us through that? Yeah, so that's just you know you can leverage you can leverage other people's audiences. I mean, if they're posting similar content to yourself, it's always good to do a shout out for shout out and things like that because. Their target audience, their audience is probably going to be pretty interested in what we're doing. So a shout out, a shout out for shout out with someone who's built a following and actually has an engaged following, you know, can onboard 10, 20, 30, 100, 1000, depending on how big their following is. You might get on board a few people who are going to follow you. So 100% shout out for shout outs. How how, how do you do it then? That's the word. What's the kind of step by step? Well, shout out for shout outs. Yeah. And then also kind of post leveraging other people's audiences. So Mm. I know you create kind of. Uh, content around uh, mm. other guys in the area mm. and try and attract their views? Yeah, I suppose that's actually the technical word is influencer marketing. So if it's the if the influencer is quite a, um, you know, someone who's quite well known, it's going to be a little bit more difficult than just direct messaging. You know, mm-hmm. if they've got 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 followers, you know, you're going to have to build some sort of context and relationship with them beforehand before just going in straight for their, hey, can you shout me out? And that's always a good idea, you know, providing some value for themselves. One way I 
sometimes leverage it is if you create content about an influencer, tag them in it. You have to sort of be smart about it, you know. If you can see there's an influencer, he's clearly got a following, he doesn't get bombarded with, you know, a hundred ats a day. It's those sort of ones that you can leverage their audience. So you just have to keep your eyes open. Thanks for that, dude. That, that's really good stuff. Okay, and now uh, kind of the biggest learnings we've had from running the podcast, kind of our own experience. So I'll start off, off, off the bat. Um, for me, the cool, coolest part has been how... So I'm, I have a very high standard to which I operate things from. And due to that, I'm not very good at starting things because in my own mind, I'll be like, if I want to start this, it has to be of this quality yeah, yeah, yeah. before I even touch my foot in it. And I psych myself out and I go, okay, if I don't have the time to do it to that extent, I'm not just, I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was very cool for, um, for TJ to actually kick off the podcast and invite me and Phil to, to, to join him. And mm. then uh, later with Omar joining as well. So TJ is the type of guy, he's like, he just, he's just a doer. Yeah. So it was cool to, to, you know, if he wasn't around, this would have never started. Mm. And, you know, I would have just been like, no, we need like the best quality mic to start. Yeah. We need the full team. And he was like, you know, we had nothing. And he's like, guys, let's just do it. And we'll build it along the way. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's that's been a very cool learning to, you know, sometimes it is just about starting with what you have mm. and uh, build it, building on the way. Starting from, just starting is better than sitting around and thinking about things sometimes. So that's been my kind of biggest learning. Uh, definitely for me, biggest learning is time. It's how we kind of like prioritize my time and just kind of like, articulate my speech you know mm-hmm. think quite analytically help me a lot with doing research on people so making sure I know I do my due diligence on, on guests um, I'm quite good at finding people anyway and I'm quite good at learning about people's backgrounds and whatnot but it's really helped me kind of focus mm-hmm. and improve my BD skills as well because uh-huh. you know all the guests that we get on yeah, have to Top come from somewhere yeah. <laughs> so yeah no that's what I've probably learned for the podcast just like timing and, and improving my own skills mm-hmm. and Omar so okay yeah so basically yeah what i've learned it takes time and it takes work but it can be done it's it's quite cool actually creating something from nothing and then watching people you know obviously driving traffic yeah i would definitely recommend you guys to start something from fresh it's definitely a good feeling when you see yourself getting traction um yeah and i suppose the journey's only just begun so we're going to see how We'll see how, see where we can take this, but it's going to be an interesting journey. Yeah, mm. yeah, I really like that message at the end of, of just just doing something, mm-hmm. um, because it, it, you just learn a lot from, uh, even if it's a small project, being your own boss for the first time, uh, and it steps up your game. So once you're actually responsible for something, you force yourself to step your game up. You learn a lot, uh, mm. a lot of new things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely, 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 definitely do something, uh, even if it's uh, a small idea. So um, probably the last one I'd add on to is um, a lot of the guests we get on, they have a very founderish feel about them. Like they yeah. feel confident yeah. and, and they have a bravado around them. They've got an aura. Uh, the aura, exactly. The aura and the conviction of, of a founder that you want to follow. Yeah. And me and Phil were talking last week and we just, we felt like, dude, why do we not have this yet? Why don't yeah. we have, we don't feel that we have this kind of founderish aura. Um, so it's been interesting sitting around people who have this aura and trying to figure out how do we develop this for ourselves. Um, and the more I think about it, the more I think it is about actually going out on your own, getting things done, making mm. mistakes, mm. but seeing all the time, okay, I land on my feet. And when you do that, then you get the confidence that, okay, I'm as good as anyone else here in the room. Yeah. 
you know, me and Phil are from This Is Wanted Backgrounds, you know, um, I don't think, I think what we have is like this underlying inferiority complex yes in this, exactly this, what it in this is. industry yeah you just don't feel like you're qualified i just sometimes i just don't feel like i'm qualified yeah yeah if even though it's like entrepreneurship is like the one thing where the you don't need qualifications like on the floor yeah you still feel as though do i have a right to talk to this person yeah uh this person is above me yeah where even sometimes when i go into like invested meetings you, you, they can sense the confidence yeah they see the passion yeah what i'm talking about yeah but the confidence sometimes isn't there the conviction yeah just not 100 yeah. i think a lot of people listening would find that within themselves as well yeah and i guess the advice that i would give myself yeah. <laughs> and then who else is like if you're there then you should be there yeah like if you're yeah. quitting your job if you're dropping out of uni if you're doing something that you're passionate about and you're, you're going into the world with something that you've created in your room or this idea that you thought about and you're putting it out there then you do qualify yeah like but yeah. i guess and another thing as well because we didn't we know where we want to be and we look at where we are now yeah so then we also again start to feel bad or not feel as though we're up to scratch it because we know what the end goal looks like and we see where we are now yeah, and it looks very and it looks like away. a very yeah it looks like it, it still looks like a ridiculous but you know dream. it doesn't uh, so i was trying to rationalize this and it's actually not far away it looks far away because we're at whatever mid 20s mm. and we think okay by the time we're 30 something we should uh, be at this multi-million level now that looks like a big gap when you think of it out of context but mm. put in context and put in that you know plug in that gap with the next 10 years at the rate we're going we're gonna hit that anyway we yeah. will naturally hit that at the rate we're going yeah mm. so what we're trying to do actually is perform better than that natural rate where we're, go- we're gonna reach it anyway, yeah yeah right? exactly. when you think of it that way the, the only reason it looks difficult is we think of it like we want to achieve it now mm. and like they say it's a marathon it's not a sprint yeah it can take time man. yeah okay so i guess the last question uh from my side i don't know about you guys was uh, is for you omar so like in the first kind of two weeks when you joined yeah. uh, to get you up to speed uh, me and me and Phil kind of quote unquote like your managers mm. per se um, after which you know you became a full founder and you know uh, completely autonomous from that but it's, it's been interesting for me for the first time having to kind of give some of that guidance um, so how do you think we did in those first couple of weeks um, yeah it was, it was be honest yeah <laughs> yeah, be as honest as you know. If if we are being kind of mm. micromanagers, mm. say it. If we were not giving enough direction, say it. If we were being too bossy, say it. Not bossy enough. No, 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 no. Definitely, it was um, it was interesting because more. It was interesting because I was going to put out some content that I thought looked good, mm-hmm. but in all reality, it didn't really look good. Mm. And if I was on my own, I'd have probably put it out. I didn't. I didn't really have a, a, a bar. Opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a bar. Yeah. But you was there. Yeah, and he's got a bar, and he's got <laughs> a bar. Yeah. So, a very high bar. <laughs> yeah. bar. That's it. That's it. So, I was, I was like, yeah, yeah. I've, look, I've designed this. I've designed this. I think we should use this strategy. These are the graphics I've designed. Put it through to Rambir. Rambir was saying, mm, yeah, probably in a nice way. Like, no, nah, maybe, maybe not, man. It, 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 looked, <laughs> it looked, it looked pretty, you know, because I wasn't a graphic designer. So yeah. I was trying to put graphics together. Because sometimes that's what you have to do. Um, that's not the really. The job. Yeah, that's not really. That's it. That's not really the background I come from. Mm. Um, so I kind of had to sort of learn and had to put a few things together, put them forward to Rambir. weren't really up to up to standard, as you might say. Sent it back. This is kind of how it was. It was going back and forward, back yeah. and forward. I was like, is this any good? Is this any good? Um, finally, we got to a standard where it was like, cool. You know, what, let's get something out. As they say, right? If what's that saying there? What do they say? 
if you if you're not embarrassed by your first by your first uh, product, yeah, then you, you waited too, wait too long. Yeah. So that was the end of my mind. I was like, let's just get it out. Let's see what people think. So we put something out, and then yeah, I just started developing my own skills because I just realised, you know, at this stage, yeah, you're gonna have to learn how to put a few things together. You know, that's just gonna have to be how it is. Um, so I just you know started filling with Photoshop, got some good graphics together. Um, now the stuff that I'm putting out is pretty decent. You mm -hmm. know, it's up to a it's up to a pretty good standard. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was definitely due to Rambeer sending it back. It it it, um, it kind of set a bar from for how I was gonna go from there. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You set it pretty high, so I was just always had it in my mind. Okay, now I was thinking about right, is Rambeer gonna like that? No, no, let's do it again. Let's, mm -hmm. let's do it again. Let's do it again. Mm. And slowly but surely, yeah, it's got it's got better and better. So. Yeah, it was really good from, from, from your end, yeah. And slowly but surely, I've just kept hammering away. And now I'm pretty half-decent. Yeah, yeah, you're very good. good. Yeah, right. you're, you're very good now. Designer. Like, now you're, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're that's what I'm half-decent. Yeah, yeah. so. I remember when you made that, uh, the video for, <laughs> for Russell. Cool. Yeah, that, that Russell video on. was, that was, that was strong. On. That's yeah. why I was like, yeah, we've got our guy. <laughs> I was like, right there, we've got our guy. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> arrived. <laughs> you've, done, you've done a good job. Um, Phil, what, what's your been your feedback on kind of both of us, both me and Omar? Yeah, I mean it's um, I, like you guys know my my biggest strength is like business side. Like yeah. I, I want to be a business man. I'm a business guy. Yeah. So I can't design, <laughs> and mm. I'm not a product guy. So it's really, really, I guess, nice to have people who kind of cover up my blemishes, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, so you guys compliment each other's skills. We all complement each other's skill sets. Yeah. So run with product, you with marketing, design, like these are areas that I could just not do on my own. So yeah. it's really, really good to be able to kind of like leave those areas to you guys. I'm confident that you guys are gonna produce, like I'll just go into my Instagram and I'll see stuff on the Instagram page, on the Startup Hand Me Downs page and I'll be like, that looks sick. Like even if I didn't have anything to do with this podcast, I would follow it and I would listen to it because it's good content and you've got good images mm. and the way you edit the, the shows is obviously, again, I can't do that and they always come out really, really well because it was me, I'd probably just leave it as is. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know where to cut stuff out. So um, so yeah, I mean, the whole experience has been, you know, interesting. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's really enjoyable to have people that can complement your skill sets. I did to that. Um, so yeah, I think I take that as a way as a big learning too. Whatever I do from now on, find out what areas I don't want to do, and instead of kind of plowing my head down and trying to go through the shit, it's a, just a lot more efficient to let yeah. someone else do it and oh, get 100%. on with what I like yeah. doing. Yeah. Just get someone in. Yeah, and so it's been really cool. Like as as we've been building this company up, like we've been learning on the job, like taking le learning from the episode. So yeah, but th yeah, that's why we did it. Yeah, <laughs> the show as well has kind of been. Having all the guests that we've had on, they've they kind of acted as my mentors. Yeah. Like every episode, I learn and take something from each guy. Yeah. So it's like I've just got fifteen mentors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. I'm excited about where we're, where we're going. Season two is going to be crazy yeah. as well. Yeah. That's what it should be, mentors. Yeah. That's kind of what it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. That's the start of having dude. That's that's the idea. The the insights and ideas they have, and they've built their life. Uh, they spent their life building. Mm. They passed them down to us in the space of an hour. So uh, I think that puts a wrap to the episode. Unless there's anything else left, guys. Uh, guy, whatever you guys think about me going to New York, just tweet me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let Phil <laughs> know. Philip Kasumu. And Omar, anything else? Yeah. So if you're listening to this, um, just do a few things. So share it across social mm. media. If mm. you enjoy that, I'm just saying genuinely. If you enjoyed the episode share it on your social media page that would be great or just tell a friend um 
I saw I can research. Yeah, like it as well. Give us a yeah. like uh, and leave if you can. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a comment or a review. I think that's what they call it on iTunes. Mm, yeah. That'd be perfect. That's about it. Got to get them called to action, right? Uh huh. So yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. Just share it. Leave us a comment. So guys, hope you enjoyed that group episode. And so the main messages uh, to take away uh, from the episode is one, um, joining a promising startup isn't as glamorized as starting something yourself, but it's often a much more efficient way to learn the ins and outs of starting up. Um, and it might well be worth considering doing that uh, instead of starting something up yourself and maybe struggling with it, um, as opposed to joining something that's you know already raised uh, maybe a few million uh, and getting to sit down with the founders of it every day and learning the ins and outs. Um, secondly, so our collaborative um, biggest learning from running the podcast is that you should definitely identify what areas of the business are vital, um, but that you don't like doing. And then bringing in others that actually enjoy doing those things. It's uh, much more efficient than forcing yourself to do those things that you don't like. And uh, it really does take your results to the next level. And then thirdly, Omar's managed to grow our following from nothing to over 10,000 uh, followers in two months by leveraging followers of other channels. So that includes creating content uh, for other pages, tagging them in it, and then getting them to share it. Um, Founder Magazine has a great free ebook on this, uh, and I'd highly recommend it. That's Founder, spelled F-O-U-N-D-R. And it really is about uh, how to leverage uh, Instagram and Twitter's um, uh, influencer marketing. And so with that, that's the last episode of this season. And season two is starting next week uh, with our very first video episode with a young man who sold three businesses by the time he's 28, with his last business selling for £80 million. So tune in for that, uh, which is also going to be on YouTube as well as the podcast, because we're trying out different things for season two. So I'll see you then, and take care, and bye-bye.